Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And St. Paul writes, now faith and hope and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. Greg, Adam, Eric, Laura, all of you who loved Judy and were so deeply loved by her, grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Unlike most of you here, I did not know Judy, and so I don't have a long list of memories to share, but others of you who did and who do shared those memories with me, memories which, among other things, left me thinking it surely would have been great to know her, left me thinking I surely would have been blessed to know her, and left me thinking that just as Gloria Day Lutheran Church, which Adam and Eric and Laura all describe as their faith formation home base, this congregation where I've now served as a pastor for going on seven years, this congregation where I love serving for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is the passion around here for reaching with compassion to the needs of others, be they across the world or across the street, just got me thinking that just as Gloria Day has for years, since way prior to me, uh, had that heartbeat of helping those in need, so too it seemed very obvious Judy's heart beat to the rhythm of that same pulse. One of the first things everyone who said anything to me said in one way or another, most often first of all, is that she was a caring person and she was a giving person who would do anything she could do to help someone with a need. And if the need was bigger than something she could handle personally, she also loved and respected for her concern for others, had a masterful and motivational way of being the as-needed unofficial community organizer who'd get others on board as well. <clears throat> and so Bruce Ahrens described for me, having some business in Indianapolis, and after the business, driving all the way back to Iowa City. And when he got back, there was Judy telling him about a need for him and his pickup right now. <laughs> and after describing the specifics of the need, she said to him, I know you'd like to help. <laughs> What Bruce thought to himself was that actually what he really kind of wanted to do was go home and take a shower and, and have supper and maybe collapse for the night. But he didn't say that. Uh, he went and he helped. What he said was by the time he was done, he was so glad that he had. And that gladness he was glad with then was a kind of gladness that it seemed to me Judy was glad with quite often. And, uh, and she cherished that kind of gladness dearly. Another thing that was said by all, all three of you, is how deeply she loved her family, of course, everybody above all. She, uh, by all accounts, she loved her family dearly and deeply, but she loved loving, and she loved her friends, and she loved being a second mom to some of her friends' families, and loved spending time with family and friends. And two, everybody said this, everybody said this, Judy was a woman whom everyone recalls as a woman of deep faith, who loved her Lord and knew his love for her. Gloria Day Lutheran Church was indeed Adam and Eric and Laura's spiritual home base, but what I heard people telling me is that for Judy, um, um, you know, whether she was here or wherever she was, her, her home base was Jesus. So she raised you in the faith, 
Not because you're supposed to, because she wanted you to know that same home base. And she was active in the church, not just out of a sense of duty or obligation, but out of a sense of passion that her God, who so loved the world that he gave his son, wants a church that so loves God and the world that it gives itself, for God's sake, to make a difference in the world. She served on Glory Day's council because churches need leadership to be the churches they're called to be. She led Bible studies because Christ's church needs its roots in the word. She helped people realize when they came to church that they were welcome. And somehow that welcome they knew was not just from her, but it was from God. She was, more than one person told me, a very spiritual person. That word spiritual, of course, uh, can mean different things to different people. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 says that the very first work of the Holy Spirit in someone's life is faith birthed in someone's heart. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, the greatest gift of all that the Holy Spirit gives is the gift of love. Judy believed. Judy loved. She was indeed, if 1 Corinthians gets to define the terms, a very spiritual person. She is also the one who chose the scripture readings we heard today. What a precious gift the gift, the, uh, the legacy, really, of her talking to you today with words of the scripture that she cherished. And so it says, and she says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. Scripture and Judy says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. And her favorite, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Judy had a number of strokes, the first in her 40s, and the last one took her from you. Her life clearly was not exempt from suffering. But you can clearly hear in those passages that she chose that her life was not defined by her suffering. It was defined by the promises of her Lord and her deep trust in them. May the same be true today and tomorrow and the tomorrows beyond that as well as the numbness gives way to grief that is deep and is grief that you must grieve, you need to grieve, and the tears that you must cry and you will cry because Judy did deeply love you and you did deeply love her and loving and then losing hurts deeply. But may you, though you must grieve, in the end, not be defined by your grief but rather by that third gift St. Paul in 1 Corinthians says the Holy Spirit gives to us. Yes, faith. 
Yes, love. But yes, too, hope. Hope that is ours because in the embrace of Jesus in the end, not even death has what it takes to define us. For Jesus is the Lord of Easter. And what defines his beloved in the end is love and life that not even death can tear us from. Amen.